From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 584. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet and Retro 51. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by your constant, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> I like that, the constant. You're the constant. Yeah, I feel like that could be, that's almost like a royal type of, uh, you know, title, mm. I feel. Like, you know, it's right, maybe right under Lord. We could call you uh, his constant. constantness. Mm-hmm. His constantness. Hi, Mike. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Been... Are you, though? Yeah, I'm tired. Uh, I'm yeah, a little yeah, run yeah. down today. You know, that's that's the end of September because it is still September Absolutely. in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's for the next two days. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, thank you for holding down the fort. Thank you for to from Mike from Independence for mm-hmm. stepping in for me last week. Appreciated everything except the introduction. <laughs> um, it's my show I, god damn it no one takes my show away from me you know but nevertheless appreciate and step it in i thought that was brilliant that was fully his idea he uh, said you that know out what, loud brad that doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me you know uh, <laughs> it was brilliant uh, he's when he said it i'm like omg yes we're doing that mm-hmm. and then of course i like i couldn't deliver like completely i couldn't totally sell it and just go with it because i was laughing too hard so like yes. i needed a break to collect myself even though i know i knew what he was gonna do I, I needed a break, and so like I just blew it like quickly, but uh, it was it was worth it, worth it. So yes, thank you, um, Inkdependence Mike, for stepping in. Uh, last week we had a good conversation. If y'all haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. Mostly talking about uh, what Mike's been up to since it's been years since he's been on the show, and you know talk about some of his favorite products. He's obviously very into ink, so I got to pick his brain about some inks, and then we talked about pen shows a little bit and like. For two people, him and and myself, that go to a lot of pin shows, we kind of, um, you know, kind of broke them down and said, hey, what what do showrunners and events, you know, need to do better? Um, And that would make the events better for all of us. So y'all go check that out. uh, Episode 583. If you have not, we'll have a link in the show notes. But uh, if you're listening to this, it's probably right there in your queue. Just download it. Listen to it. Let us know how it went. So a lot of good feedback on that one. Talking about good things. Mm. Do you want to give the final total raised for the <laughs> pen addict? What do we call it? I mean, I call it the pen addict raffle. Yeah, for St. Jude, I call I, it the pen addict raffle heard for St. Jude. Word raffle is not a great word, but I don't know another word to use. But so we're I, just going to keep calling it that. So we're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna have this discussion right here. I okay. think if I say like giveaway or That's fundraiser, right. I think worse. I have different requirements. Yeah. Like there's there's like this legal gray area uh. where. Like, I can get my butt in a sling for certain things, even though I don't think I ever would. But that's why I never call this name, you know? We could. We could. Some some event based name. Like, but Uh, I never ever. Yeah. I never ever call this a giveaway because that is something. uh, There is some. I remember when I first started doing this, I was very concerned about like doing it right. And I'm not saying that I do currently do it right, but I do feel that like having like the word giveaway not part of this is uh, is key so yeah i don't love that word anyway um but what we do um for all of you listeners and podcast readers we try to raise money for saint jude's through the pen addict and what we have is a bunch of retailers a bunch of listeners a bunch of readers a bunch of friends donating products to this one large prize pool and what we do 
Uh, that's also another word I should say. Um, <laughs> so I'm officially getting sued FTC, now. just leave us alone. <laughs> all right? You know what I'm saying? We're just trying to raise money for We're the kids We're just trying to ra- All I want to... Why can't we have nice things, Mike? You I just want to raise money for the kids. I just want to raise money for the kids. So, and everyone who, everyone who donates and sends me their receipts um, through the month of September... Um, through through the pen addict they they know what they're signing up for right they Mm -hmm. know exactly what's going on this isn't some big like we're not giving away a car here and making sure all the legalese is correct we're trying to raise a much bunch of money for the kids and we have a lot of great uh participants in this brad how much money we raised this year i tallied up forty nine thousand one hundred eighty dollars huge unbelievable unbelievable thank you um Definitely the largest amount we've raised. I didn't go back and audit the last five years. Yep. Um, I, I know this is the biggest. I think one year we did it, we cracked 40. Then we're usually more like around 30, which is awesome on its own. Like if we raise anything, it's great, right? But uh, this year was spectacular. Everyone who supported uh, by donating uh, prizes and then uh, donating money to help the kids at St. Jude's. Mm-hmm. Like it was a it was a big deal. It was a big deal for us. It was great to see the support we had for this. And just to catch up, if people haven't seen the blog post, I have emailed everyone who um, won a raffle prize for the uh, the giveaway. So if you didn't get an email yet, uh, there, there is not one forthcoming, unfortunately. I'm sorry. But uh, I did contact all the winners. I think they've probably all contacted me back by this point. So we're in good shape for that. And uh, it was a blast. It's always, um, it's always a big deal uh, to do this every month. And let's just say... And, and segue into to your part, what you do and what Steven does and what Real FM does as a whole. Uh, can you give me the current status? Yes. And then let's talk about your trip and the uh, the big podcast-a-thon. Yeah, so it was not a surprise to me that we've raised more money here through the Pen Addict because mm-hmm. it seems like we've raised more money everywhere this year. Mm-hmm. Um, our previous total, every year we have raised more money than the previous year. Now, sometimes just by a hair. So last year we raised $706,000. The year before, I think it was seven hundred and three or something like that. Yeah, like yeah, it was really yeah. close. <laughs> I was like, did they typo the numbers? Because it sounds like the same number. But So yeah. close. Uh, and so, you know, going into it this year, we were not feeling particularly confident that we would actually even surpass um, last year's total. Because uh, you know, you never really know, and also the economy is weird right now. But sure. we have, I would say, obliterated uh, last year's total. We've raised seven hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars for the kids of wow. St. Jude just this year alone. Uh, we are two point nine six million total Dang. over the last five years. If somebody That's has thirty-seven thousand dollars just lying around, <laughs> if you want to drop that. To St. Jude.org slash relay uh, by Friday evening, it would be yeah. preferable. Yeah, two days left, right? So, yeah. But yeah, no, that's amazing. It's incredible. Thank you so much to everybody that's donated, no matter how you donated or how much you donated. Um, all of this money, all of this money goes to the kids of St. Jude. It's all going towards ending childhood cancer. Uh, we are still fundraising for the next couple of days. So if you haven't yet or if you're feeling particularly generous and you want to give again, please go to stjude.org slash relay and you could do so. Um, Brad mentioned my travels. So we were doing the podcast a for St. Jude, which we did a couple of weeks ago now. It was a 12-hour event. 
uh, live from the campus over at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. It was me and Stephen, and we were joined by Relay FM hosts Kathy Campbell and Jason Snell this time. And we put on, I would say, a really, really, really fun event. Like, if you've not seen it, it's on YouTube now. It's in two parts, like two six-hour uh, uh, videos. And you can go ahead and watch those and see what see all that the happenings. It was, I would say, the entire time, there was always something fun going on, and I, mm. I'm really proud of the work that everybody did uh, into making this a reality. We had action replays this year, uh, <laughs> like it was like a whole next level of production, um, and I'm I'm super proud of it. And I think we did a super good job, and I think uh, that that has been borne out um, in the in the money that we've raised this year as a community. So very very yeah. thankful super proud of you and Steven and everyone uh, behind the scenes, everyone at St. Jude who, you know, helps put this production on. Yeah, it's they a do a great, do, do such a great um, job for us and they're so helpful and <clears throat> they, they help us realize all these really honestly stupid things that we want to do a lot of the time. <laughs> so like we're very, very thankful of it. And, uh, but it's all going towards one singular cause, which is raising money to defeat childhood cancer. And who can yep, argue with yep. that, you know? Exactly, exactly. And do you remember way back around $296,000 raised or so? Yeah. <laughs> remember thinking that that was like, that was a number we're probably going to hit, but it might be a while. Well, yep. I I owed you a little bit of something sure around then, did. didn't I? You owed me a video <laughs> because I made a video uh, where I did my desk, I did a desk tour. Mm -hmm. And you had a lot of smack to talk on this show <laughs> about my desk. And so I I uh, laid down the gauntlet on you and said, mm -hmm. all right, Mr. Fancy Pants, make a desk mm -hmm. tour. And you have. <laughs> and I have I have some things I would like to say and some questions <laughs> I would like to ask uh, about your desk. There'll be a link in the show notes for anyone that hasn't seen this video, which is very fun. Uh, I would... I have one, I think, important question to begin mm -hmm. as to fr help me frame the rest of this. Mm -hmm. Is this desk your main desk? Yes. So is this where you are right now? Yes. Huh. Because I always thought you had a different desk. So I have a desk in our bedroom, yeah. but I rarely use it. Like I will use uh, the desk in the bedroom if I want to like focus on writing and just writing and I'll just throw my laptop in there, okay. I have a monitor in there. Because I know you've sent me like, pictures of that one before. Yeah. So that's like where my like better keyboard and my good mouse lives because mm -hmm. that's where if I just want to get away from everything um, and hide and like I need, if I need to like write a bunch of articles or just like type out a bunch of words like that's where i'll sit and turn up the music and go but i never i won't say never i rarely like use any like stationary there that is like i'm gonna go focus on this project i need to bang out and that's what i'll do so okay. otherwise that's it's probably like a, a 90 percent, 10 percent split so i'm 90 percent sitting uh what you saw in the desk uh, on the video and where i'm sitting at right now okay that that has helped contextualize things. It's, mm -hmm. I don't know why I always thought that in my mind, like where I imagine you, I imagine you mm -hmm. at that desk when we're recording, not at the streaming right. desk. So I was right. very surprised to see the microphone there. I'm like, well, what's that doing? Gotcha. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me. So no, this is also a room that's carpeted and that other room is not carpeted. So that's like an instant no-go okay. just from an audio perspective. So yes. yeah, I've always been in here. Never, I've never ah. recorded a show from that other room okay. once. All right, my, my first I, now comment. that you say now that you say that before you get in this, I'm totally gonna distract us. 
I used to record in our guest bedroom on a on the on the Yeti microphone mm-hmm. and I would have the laptop stationed on the nightstand and me sitting in a chair that was squirreled between the bed and the wall. I'm just picturing that now. I don't know oh, if I ever that is so long ago. We've just done some we've been doing this for so long. We've just done some really yeah. stupid stuff over that time. Yeah. You know? Wow, and that was when I used to record over a hotspot too, which was a nightmare oh, in itself. Yeah. Somehow oh, we, we made it. Lots of problems in the yep. history of this show. All right, so I don't know why that memory just came back to me, but wow. Okay, let's Sense go. Sense memory. All right, piles on piles on piles. That is my main uh, uh, takeaway from not just your desk, but your overall mm-hmm. office area. There is just everything is on top of each other, and there's lots of mm-hmm. them, like lots of piles. Yeah, it's a vertical storage issue that I find myself in. Yeah. Right. So my desk, so the stream desk and where I'm literally sitting at right now is five feet long. So, mm-hmm. you know, the width rise, width rise. So between like computers and keyboards and monitors and risers and speakers, it's actually not that big by the time I get all my stuff on there. So I try to keep the center desk space for right now my laptop, but normally for other writing, you know, pen, stationary, notebooks, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm basically encircled <laughs> by stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of it uh, uh, vertically <laughs> because I'm always trying new things, testing new things. How does this pen work on this paper? Oh, what about this paper? Where's that ink? You know, what? Are, where's this pen? How does this pen compare to that pen? And it's just in, like those questions don't end, right? That is That is an endless, unanswerable question. So a lot of times if I'm sitting here, um, and then I'll just set something aside. Like I'll literally just like picture my writing right in front of me. And then if I'm done with it, it just gets pushed to the side. Well, then that side just starts building up like, and it gets vertical. So mm. I will go ahead and cut to the chase. Now I purposefully did not clean my desk for that because that honestly, was, it's no, in that. that was the, the agreement. Yeah. That wasn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. I said to you, you cannot go yes. in now and like put your thumb on the scales for this. Correct. You know? And I will admit that it's like that a lot of the time. Yeah. But after the video, I did correct a lot of the issues that I, like (laughs) some of the self-inflicted stuff that I have going on. you were faced to look at yourself, you know? like (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I realized one of my my core problems, which maybe we'll get to later, it's probably just a good a good uh, time to talk about it now one of the core issues with the verticalness is is paper right like notebooks that i don't use but like i'm gonna test it once and then set it aside or like i have like a pile of like scrap paper that is just literally things i just pick up and write on i got rid of every notebook and loose type of paper that is not in like my regular daily usage so which boils down to three notebooks it's my regular like everything notebook that's like a journal that's the way I'm writing like notes for today's show in my Hobonichi five year and then my plotter so those are the core those things I literally use every day every shred of paper is now off my desk like all the random stuff so that was the big that was the big cleanup point one of the most complicated things about paper and notebooks especially is just how easily they stack mm-hmm. like yeah. they stack so easily so they're easy to stack mm-hmm. uh in regards to stacks, something that I thought was hilarious. So you turned around at one point to show your like giveaway closet. Yeah. And uh, on top of it is your Toyoka Craft pen mm-hmm. storage thing. Mm-hmm. You have piles of stuff in front of that. So you can't open it. <laughs> <sighs> you would have to move things 
to open the drawers. Mm, that's I found my, that very funny. That's my biggest current issue. Yes. And <laughs> I have actually made that worse. <laughs> since the video. Wait, you just took all the things off your desk and put them in front of that? <laughs> Is that what you did? No, not exactly. But I've had a couple of other things um, that have found their way there. That is... So the front of that Toyoka Craft box. So if you're not familiar with this, I have a box that has five drawers that have 20 slots each in it. So it holds 100 pens in it. And it's mm-hmm. like 100 of like my nicest favorite is fountain pens. And we're, we're going to cover that actually here in a few weeks. We've talked about this already. We're going to have that discussion about the Panatic 100, which yep. that box is for. But the area in front of that box... Since I would normally, like a normal human being, would keep that area clear (laughs) to get in and out of the box. And someone like me who actually needs to use a lot of the things in there is in and out of it pretty frequently. That has become like this free space. It's like this temporary loading zone (laughs) Mm. (laughs) where things live until they make it to a more permanent residence. And it absolutely gets in the way. Like I will shift stuff from in front of that box to my desk to get into the tray to get the pen out that I want and shut the tray, turn it back around to my desk and put the crap back right back in front of it because like I just haven't decided on the home for whatever's in front of it right now. So I'm, I'm going to turn around and look real quick so you might not hear me for a second. It's like... Oh, yeah. It's like I have breached the top of the <laughs> Toyoka Craft. <laughs> yeah, because there was you could have maybe opened one of the drawers. Uh, the, like the top drawer. Oh, no. Brad, I'm gonna what's turn around. going on? I'm, I'm going to send you a picture in yeah. Slack, and then I'll put it on Instagram. I'll commit okay. to the listeners so they know what we're talking about here. So I'm going to oh, turn around. You're word. not going to hear me for a second. All right. Let me get this gonna camera go up. So I'm going to turn around here real quick. Oh, Brad. This is great for me. This is just great. I'm having a great time. Yeah, we have breached. <laughs> we have breached the top here. Like this is this is like not even making things up. This is my life right now. So I, I have a uh, I have a lot of things going on. <laughs> it's such a precarious thing too. Why are these glass octopuses like hanging over the side of this notebook, because, Brad? Because they rule, and I don't know where to put them yet. I got yeah, them at the that Orlando one, that Pin blue Show. One's gonna fall off. <laughs> It, it's lived there for like two days now, so well, it's okay. We'll see. There's some cool stuff up here, though, you know? Yeah, it's dope. Like, I keep all my... So, like, in the back of that, um, and I apologize that y'all aren't... Uh, y'all will have a link to this in the show notes uh, to pull this up. On the top of that box is all my 001 numbers of Retro 51s, of the ones that I created, right? Like, that's mm. some cool stuff. And then our print from... You know, our, our Pen Addict uh, live show, you know, things like that. And our, our recent Lego Orchid build that we did yep. for members. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that the but the in front of the box should be clear at all times. And it is definitely not. I feel like getting into the Pen Addict 100 project mm-hmm. is going to yeah. have to force that. Like, you can't yeah, keep yeah, your yeah, pens yeah. in there and, <laughs> and then stack yeah. stuff in front of it. So if you think about this like really hard, you'll realize that I started that last week. Mm. So I had to have that top tray out at least mm. or minimum. I actually probably had to have like, I think I had like three trays out. So that has just happened in the past few days, this yeah. current situation. Yeah, it's bad. That's a bad Everything time. just kind of rotates around here. So uh-huh. right now I'm trying, I've done a good job at keeping it off the desk that I'm sitting at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, mm, Yeah. So you I don't know, know if you can throw that image up in the Discord real quick, but yeah, uh, we'll I can. have it on it we'll have it on Instagram before uh before y'all all listen to this. 
You know what? Like, I have some. I'm gonna, we're going to take a break now before we get back okay. into this because, like, we've gone on such a diversion at this point. Like, we we barely got into like minute one of the 15 minute video. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let's take a break. We'll thank our friends at Pen Chalet, and then we'll come back and talk okay. about what you're up to. Uh, this episode of the Pen Addict is brought to you by our friends at Pen Chalet. They sell your favorite. Pro- they your, they sell products from your favorite brands, and they're going to sell what will be your favorite products. They have everything you're looking for. Whether you need a new rollerball or a new fountain pen, maybe you need some pen storage to stop <laughs> the stacks of things from overflowing and spilling out all over the floor. Carrying cases, accessories, pen holders and refills, fountain pen converters, and so much more. Pen Chalet have all of the stuff that you're going to want that will create those piles, and then they have all of the things to help you manage them as well. Mm. They do free shipping on orders of over $75 in the US, and they have great shipping rates for international orders. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens and offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee. And those prices, those low prices, they extend even further because every two weeks at Pen Chalet, you'll find a bunch of special discounts, and they're always adding new styles of products new styles of pens every single month with very fast and reliable customer service backing it all up but you know this you're a pen addict listener so go to penchalet.com and click the podcast link at the top of the website use our password pen addict and you will get 10 percent uh you'll get a code that you need to save 10 percent on anything at any time a pen chalet but also the most important thing as always is the list of special offers only available to pen addict listeners what you got brad this is one of the more off the charts selections i've seen in a while from ron and Pinchalet. right off the jump um we have the tabaldi so tabaldi um is a brand that kind of uh, revived itself three years ago or so uh i have enjoyed the ones that i have used um <laughs> and, and reviewed they they've done a really good job in that so that's a good deal right off of that. Um, right behind it is a Platinum Procyon that is on sale, which is one of Platinum's great, kind of like mid-range. It's not entry-level. It's not like super expensive either. That's just a high-quality, great pen. And there's actually a second one further down. So if you like that style of pen, um, check that out. One of the uh, Visconti Rembrandt Ecologic pens is available. And I just these just came out this year, and they're this um, kind of neat material. It's kind of like a tactile matte finish material um, that I, I really, really like the feel of. I haven't bought one of these yet, but I've checked them out at pen shows. And I, I kind of... Um, it's one of those pens that I keep gravitating to when I see it in person. It's kind of got a neat feel. The price of this is actually pretty ridiculous. Uh, for one of these Viscontis. Then if you scroll down, I got a thank you note for me mentioning this a couple, I don't know, months ago. There was a random Pelican um, Pelican nib that was for sale in this, and someone thanked me that they were looking for this. There's another one in there for mm. the 800 size. Um, 800 size Pelican pins. So go check that out. Like The price is spectacular on this if you're someone who is looking for that. And then right under that is something I've never seen on here before, and that's a Retro 51 Rocketeer. Um, retro, I mean, I've obviously seen the pen, but it's at an amazing price. It's like at a really good discounted price, which if you're into Retro 51s, you like this kind of uh, cartoon style of pen. It looks spectacular. Um, it's at a price you're not going to see. Um, I, I could keep going um, this time. I think the... One of the times that I bought something off this list, they had the um, Platinum Mixable um, fountain pen inks, 
they're all on sale on here. And I think I bought them uh, here last time because that's a really good price. So, um, God, I'm, I'm going to keep going, Mike. This is ridiculous. The Montegrappa Elmo O2 mm-hmm. is a beautiful, like, striated acrylic. The Elmo is a really uh, one of my favorite types, uh, one of my favorite shapes of the Montegrappa pen. And then the, they have an Aurora 888 Red Mamba for a really good price. Platinum 3776s. This is a knockout list. So uh, not all lists are created equal. This sales list is off the charts. So go check them out. Penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the code PENADDICT where you will be able to get your eyes on these offers. Our thanks to Penchalet for their continued support of this show and all of Relay FM. So we were just talking about Retro 51. We're actually going to talk about Retro 51 in a bit too. Yep. yep. Uh, I you, you mentioned you had all of the, the nice ones stacked up there behind you, all the ones mm-hmm. you've worked on. But then we go down mm-hmm. to the floor where there's just like a bunch of tubes just, of Retro 51 just hanging out. Oh, yeah. They're just hanging <laughs> out. That's the uh, that's to be sold category. That's the I need to list them for sale category. That was part of an audit I did. And yep. then I haven't then those are the ones I pulled to rehome, like maybe like an eBay type of situation. And I've never done anything with them. So mm. um yeah, that is that is going to uh I, I need to figure something out with that real quick. And I, I would just so it's Two like sell piles are like the worst kind of piles. Yeah. Cause it takes a lot of work. Like yep. it's a lot of work to sell stuff to like take pictures and write product listings. And like, I don't mind doing it. It's just like, I'm not going to do that like every week or something mm-hmm. silly like that. But I went through them. This, those have probably been there for like a year. Like I'm not even joking. Um, and the reason why I haven't just like listened to them on like the pen addict to sell is because some of them I wouldn't know how to price. Right. And I always price things like reasonably well, but with retro 51 and the collectability nature of it, like it's probably better to just like put them on eBay and they sell for what they sell for. That's what I did with when I sold my black wings. It's like, well, I could just set a fixed price on here, but I have no clue. I, I have no clue. And I'm not going to set, but like put in like all this research time and come with this completely accurate number. I'll just list them on eBay. If they sell for $20. Great. If they sell for $200, great. I, it doesn't matter to me. Like I'll list them all at like 99 cents and mm. I just got to get around to doing it. Cause that, that's like a surprisingly, uh, like overwhelming project for me to do. Even though if I sat here and did it, I could do it all in one day. It's just, I, I'm not excited about doing that. It needs to be done though. Those need to go. Such a complicated thing to do, though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Needs to be done, but like, yeah. it's just it's on the permanent list. Always at the bottom. There's always things I can find that are more enjoyable than than getting products ready to sell. So that one moment, just Toby's there, right? And you <laughs> call Toby. He looks yeah. at you. So uh-huh. Toby reminds me of a human. Oh, yeah, how so? I don't know. Just the way he's. He, looks, he has a charismatic look, yeah. Yeah, like he has a, a his face is a very interesting look. He has like very distinct eyes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the way he gets up and looks at you is almost like mm-hmm. if if there was a human in the room with you. He just gets up and looks at you, and he's just not approving, and then he yeah, just gets yeah, up yeah. and walks off. I don't know. Something about Toby <laughs> reminds me of a human. <laughs> he's funny. He's 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 a good pup. He he's, good. he's almost consistently. If I'm in this room, he is here with me. Like yeah. And if he hears something around the house, he'll go figure out what it is, and then he'll come back. Like I could be the only one in the house. He's in this room with me. Like, um, because I because I'm in here most of the most of my days working. So yeah. 
your keyboard. We gotta, we gotta help you out with that keyboard. Yeah, bro. this is this is the space where I want the the nice keyboard. So yeah. I have what's the one I have in my other room? Mm, Keychron, like that's yeah. on, in my other room, like yeah. one of those. But this is just the com- the keyboard. I think I said it in the video. I don't know what this is. It's just the one that came with the computer. Well, as you and said <laughs> at one point, it says Gigabyte on it, which I yeah, thought was yeah, very I'm, funny. It's yeah. obviously the brand. But I don't know what that means. It's like, is that the brand or is that the yeah. model? No, it's the brand. Gigabyte is yeah. like a personal so, company. Like, it's per- like, I don't ever type on this computer. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I don't do any of my writing. So, no. literally, as I sit right now, my macbook air is in front of that keyboard and if i was typing like if i was writing that's what i'm doing right so it's just pushed under the the stand right now and that's where it goes most of the time like the most action that keyboard gets if i'm if i'm playing a game that's like a you know a wasd game or something like that right there was something funny to me where um like when I came to realize that this is all one desk for you, that you mm-hmm. already have a microphone on that desk and you oh, yeah. move that microphone away mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. the other microphone. I just yeah. thought that was funny. Yeah. Like I could be like a real professional, you yeah. know, like the the editors that put together your video for you. Like I could be that, that yeah, level I, professional I and have this, this wired in correctly. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure where this came from <laughs> that like I have like a team of people to help me make a video. I made that video. That was just me. All right. <laughs> I just knew I did like such a technically poor job. I was like, I'm just going to own it. <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah. I, it wasn't, I don't think it was really that different to mine. <laughs> I just yeah. I thought it was good. So, uh, so here's what, let me just tell you, like, so I have my podcast microphone and amp, which is mm-hmm. what I bought years and years ago that you told me to get for mm-hmm. this, that you, yeah, I could relay, got me. And this is the same one from years and years and years ago, and yep. it's really good, and we like it, and we know what we're getting at it. And I could wire that all into my computer, but I don't because if I go on the road, like if I travel on vacation, I will so take this take setup with me, Yeah. right? So I have an actual separate mic for streaming mm-hmm. uh, that's on a boom arm attached to the desk. So my that's the mic. podcast too, mic. The Wave. Yeah. 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 They all got a Wave. It's really good. It's good. Like it's, it's super a really good. good. Microphone. And like it's it has whatever the the type of microphone allows me to like talk anywhere, not like having to talk straight into the mic, right? It it yeah. picks up like a wider range of of my uh, sound, which th- that wouldn't work really for stream using my podcast mic for that. So no. my podcast mic is just on like a desk stand in the amp and those come uh, up to the table when I'm recording like I am right now. And then mm-hmm. when I'm done, I'll set them back down behind me. So that's really the only time I use this this setup. Uh, you were really down to the dregs on that fire on fire. Yeah, pretty happy about you had that a bottle too. Of fire and, fire, and it was like mm-hmm. the tiniest mm-hmm. amount. And it's also pretty funny that you knocked it over at one point in the video. <laughs> and you just like straight up just like smack. It was gone down. You know, that's very funny. Uh, luckily, yeah. those things are made of plastic and you had the cap on. Um, mm-hmm. All right, Brad. Now, the biggest thing <clears throat> you took issue with, right, in my video, and you shamed <clears throat> me, you publicly shamed me, <laughs> that I had my Canalea pen in the pen cup. Right? Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah. Well, okay, the Canalea pen with the metal band, the Mylele band. You didn't know that, though, when, when you, you started. No, there. I saw it. It was visually there. Well, that no, was the problem. I, I think if we run back the tape, then okay. I, I, right. I indicated that to you. What I don't understand, 
there are so many pens just like randomly on your desk, like smashing into each other as you're talking. <laughs> like you're just like pushing things around and you've got like this huge chunky metal pen smashing into an acrylic pen, you know, like there yeah. are pieces flying left, right and center. <laughs> I think if you slow down the video, you can see that, you know, chunks of yeah. acrylic just like flying all over the place. What's going on with you over there? Why are all these yeah. pens just like all over the place? Yeah, we hit that. We hit this video threshold at a bad time. (laughs) (laughs) I got called out on that one for Uh sure. Um, So I try. This goes back to like the the whole inked pen. How many fountain pens do you have inked up at a time? And I'm currently like at a like close like pushing twenty, which is a ton for me. Mm. So I have different areas that pens live in, like. You know, I'm staring at two pen cases right now on my desk. Yeah. All those loose pens are gone from from my desk. They are properly stored. So that was kind of a category of needs to be cleaned or needs to be like, that's the category is like, I need to do something with these. So those pens in that section were something needs to happen here. They need to go into storage. They need to be cleaned or they need to be inked up and put into a pen case. Mm -hmm. So that was a transitional area. And yes, I will admit that even while I was shooting, like obviously they're not getting like banged around while they're on my desk, you know, I'm working or stuff. But while I was shooting the video, I was like, Oh yeah, that's a little bit awkward. (laughs) Cause I think like one of them might even been disassembled and I don't know. It was just, yeah, that was, that wasn't a good spot for me. That wasn't a good look for me, admittedly. But right now they're, they're gone. I have, I have two platinum Curidos on my desk resting on the smand. And then I have one, one pen that I'm using in my notebook. Those are the only exposed pens on my desk right now compared to what it looked like. But as Um, we say, right, like, and as we said before, like, this does happen and after it happens yeah, a lot it so it's only fair to show right that's how you live your absolutely. life we're absolutely we're just humans well, i wasn't gonna hide from it i wasn't gonna hide from it uh the five-year journal that you have looks really cool i like it, it I, I just like the look of it it's a good size yep. i couldn't have done it and the a5 five-year journal would have been too intimidating for me mm-hmm. but i am even impressed with myself how consistent i've been like i think i haven't written let's see I'm up to October 1st. So like I'm like two days behind, three days behind, which that's about as far as I'll get. So like I will update that today. Yeah. You know, note down what I've done. I've been very consistent um, with it. I'm enjoying using it. It's nice to see um, the bookmark, you know, being three quarters of the way through the book and then, you know, come around the turn of the year, we'll get to write the second entry on the annual pages, which I'm actually very much looking forward to. It, it, It takes some time. Like, it's a commitment, obviously. It's a five-year notebook. But the beauty of it, it doesn't really come into play until you reach that second year when you can, you're can you now writing on January 1st, 2024 on the same page you wrote on January 1st, 2023. And yeah, because like when you were skimming through it, it at first, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's missing so many days. It's like, no, that's <laughs> that's the other years. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's, so, like, it's weird. It is a weird thing when you look yeah. at it. but And it's odd that, like... You have to put in a year before you start to get the benefit from it, but it exactly. is that kind of commitment product. Yeah. So once you cross that threshold, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I see why I, like, I committed to this first year. But yeah. it's a weird concept. It, I admit it took me forever. Like I didn't know if I was going to be into this, but I took a shot and it stuck. And I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. 
Also, at one point, you make... I don't even know if you make a reference to it or not, but there's just like a bunch of empty pen tubes on the desk as well. <laughs> like in another... You like pick up a notebook and there's just like a bunch of tubes, like plastic tubes underneath, underneath everything, which is very funny to me. So that's um, those, those tubes, we use those for spoke pens. And I'll, yeah. I, that's probably me. I had a bunch of... We've had a bunch of prototypes uh, across my desk here the past couple of months getting ready for the end of the year. So right. I will... I will remove the pin from the tube, but like I need to do something with the tube. So it just lives there until I do something with it and the pins off mm. being used and testing and doing whatever I'm doing with it. And the tube, well, it's like, well, that tube needs a home and mm-hmm. it might be a few days before like I go take it out into with the rest of the tubes at the spoke shipping department. So yeah, sometimes those things live there. And uh, you had a scuff controller um, mm-hmm. For your PlayStation, so like Scuff is like a, a controller brand, and they make like third-party controllers. Do you like it? And like, why do you? Why did you go with the Scuff yeah. controller? I'm just intrigued. Yes. So I don't think I don't guess under my desk I showed, but my PlayStation's under my desk. It's hooked in in these monitors here. Yeah, that's on my desk. I use when I play Destiny a lot. Um, that is one of the few games that I've played where I found the benefit of having the assignable paddles underneath oh, the controller. That's one of the boy. things only for that game. Like you don't need it. Like I, there's definitely not a lot of need yeah. for this type of controller unless you're playing a game that's kind of requiring like two, two inputs at the same time that are equally important yeah. and losing the time to, to a, or gaining the time back that you would be from hitting the different buttons, jumping to buttons, you can leave so your your so finger on one. You got to get your three sixty no scopes, right? So you got to yeah. have your, your flappy. So that's a buttons. big, big three sixty no scope type of what, situation. What I actually there, like but, about Scuff as a brand is that mm-hmm. they do tr- to make products that look and like and are shaped like the official controllers, but they mm-hmm. add design or functionality to them. I just think yep. that's like a nice way of doing it. Like a lot of these brands are like, oh, we're going to make our own thing mm-hmm. or whatever. And I just find that yep. a bit like, uh, all right. So that's actually my second one. I bought one years ago on my PlayStation 4. I had that one and I gave that to my son. Um, so he's using that one. And when I got a PlayStation 5, I got a, an uh, upgraded one. And uh, I like them, but like it's it's like probably unnecessary for the amount of gaming I play now, right? Because they're expensive. You know, they're yeah. like 200 and something dollar controllers. Um, but like when I play destiny a lot, like I, and if I tried to use a normal controller, I would be s- immediately annoyed. Like, so it, uh. it does come in handy for when you're a, a professional gamer, like I am. You can also make your own custom designs with them too, which is super yeah, cool. Yeah. And like all the parts are replaceable, right? Yep. So like if something happens to it, like I, like I've ordered for my, pre- this controller has lasted a while and yep. I haven't had to change out anything, but on the other ones, like I've replaced paddles, replaced, you know, thumbsticks, all that kind of stuff. And you, you can do some cool stuff with it. So I, I like they're, they're modular kind of, yeah. right? So you can replace parts and it's, yeah. it's, and they're really well made. So it's, it's been worth it for me, even though I don't use it. I don't need the added stuff that it has right now as much as I enjoyed using that in the past. Such a gamer. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Real pro gamer. You do say at the end that you love your desk, and I love that you mm. love your desk. Yeah. You deserve I like it. Like desk. I spend a lot of time. This is where I spend most of my time during the week. Yeah. So it does get... Um, too much for me and like we were definitely that was a perfect time to do the video because we were at the peak there right so you know if i took another video today it would be 
interesting, but it, it has a lot less stuff. Like I can see, the, I can see the desk <laughs> mostly yeah. today, you know, compared to when I did that. But that was that was purposeful because it gets in that situation uh, far too often where. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about vertical storage a lot. Like that's my biggest problem. Like ver- vertical, just like hoarding, like things stacks upon stacks upon stacks, and then not doing anything with them instead of doing things, you know, more proactively to put things in their right spot. So, yeah, it's uh, still a little bit of a little bit of a mess. Um, the other thing I didn't really go into just when I was turning around is like all of my review products are in a bin here like all my giveaway products are in a tote bag here like i keep uh, i have i store a lot of stuff like behind me or to the mm-hmm. side of me um like i didn't go through like i'm just like i did an uh, jet pens unboxing on twitch yesterday so like i unbox all that stuff and right now it's just sitting on top of the the review box right it's like okay now i need to like audit these things and decide this goes here this goes there you know this goes for review this goes for giveaway like all of that stuff like just sits in limbo kind of off the desk behind me until I figure out something to do with that's a whole another point of contention for me. Thank you for sharing your desk. Thank you for rising <laughs> to the challenge. You know? It was it was fun. It was fun. I I like doing that stuff. So yeah, I don't mind. I just I just wish I had a a, a better I was just mad I couldn't like uh, record it how I wanted to record it, but I made it work in the end. So it was super I weird. It came but out great. We, we got it done. We got it done. I mean, that was kind of like for me. It's like I was trying to find all these fancy ways to do mine, and I was like, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna use my iPhone. Like that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. And exactly, I think it came out better that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's take our second break, and then we'll get into some new products. How about that? All right, sounds good. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Retro 51. There's so much to love about Retro 51. My favorite thing is that there is a pen design for everyone. There are so many unique designs from the classic lacquer color. Maybe, you know, you just want a blue one. Maybe you just want an orange one. You Maybe you want a metal one from the Vintage Metal Smith series. Or you could grab one of the many, 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 many special editions from your favorite retailers and content creators. Like, for example, maybe looking something perfect for Halloween. What about the -the glow-in-the-dark Dr. Grey? Or maybe you're an animal lover and you also want to do some good deeds and you're going to pick up one of the Animal Rescue Series pens. There are also amazing licensed designs, including the new USPS sailboats design, favorites from the Smithsonian, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and Pan Am. We were talking about those ones recently. Love them. What I love about Retro 51 is that it's not just the design, right? Like, I love that there is a design for everybody, which makes them such a fantastic gift. They pack the best refill in the business, in my opinion. This is where we found out about the Schmidt refill. It's absolutely fantastic. Such great performance. It's one of those pens you give it to people, they start writing it, and they're like, wait, what? (laughs) I had no idea pens could feel this good. (laughs) But they also look great. They're made very, very, very well. Like, the quality is next to none, right? Like, they're absolutely fantastic. I've been a fan of Retro 51 forever. We've made them. You know, we were just talking about it a minute ago. You've you've made a bunch of your own too over time because they really are awesome. And we're huge fans of them over here. Retro 51, they make the gift, the perfect gift for every occasion and to suit every personality. Head to your favorite retro dealer or you can now shop directly on Retro51.com. If you do and you order $50 or more on Retro51.com, you can enter the code P-A-B-O-O. 
So like Spanatic Boo, right? It's like, it's nice. P A B O O for a special treat with your shipment. Orders of over seventy five dollars will receive free shipping. Offers end on October thirty first. So that is order fifty dollars or more at retro fifty one dot com and enter P A B O O for a special treat of your shipment. But if you order seventy five dollars or more, you will also get free shipping until October thirty first. But don't be scared. A new limited edition Tornado Popper will be available at your favorite retailer just in time for Halloween. So keep your eyes out. As Retro51 likes to say, life is too short to carry an ugly pen. Thank you so much to Retro51 for their support of this show and Relay FM. And another special shout out to Retro51. They donated a bunch of um, great uh, Winnie the Pooh editions for us to help raise money for St. Jude's. A bunch of um, serial number one editions that they had been holding, um, which is pretty sick. Like That's I, awesome. I could, when, I, when I got the email, I kind of couldn't believe it. So yeah, I was like, so okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if <yeah>. you're sure. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate yeah, it. So that was pretty sweet. So I really, really just wanted to give them a special shout out for that. So. Uh, last thing on on this, I, I got to get the Pan Am Clipper. So I'm already, you know, I've already raved about what you, you said it during the ad that I've raved about the Pan Am mm-hmm. uh, designs. I bought the Hawaii poster. Um, I haven't bought the uh, the Clipper, the plane design yet. Uh, I'm I'm gonna need to get that. Like I just have a feeling that this is gonna be one of my things, um, and uh, I, I'm probably just gonna need to grab that pretty soon because that's the any of their plane designs and space designs tend to just like fly off the shelves literally. Um, yep. So yeah. Very cool. Good pump. pump. Yep, yep. Thank you. Uh, Shout out of the week, Analog Office. (laughs) So Anna over at Analog Office has a great blog where they discuss um, analog tools, obviously, but they go into more than like, say I do with like a stationary review or product review. They go into systems or use cases or how to take notes, how to store notes, you know, all kinds of different fun things to think about as an analog user, which most of us are, how do we handle these things? Maybe maybe Anna could give me some tips on organizing my desk. But um, this is a really great blog, something I, I very much enjoy uh, reading all of their stuff. So like, like I've recently um, linked one of their posts like about keeping a checklist notebook, right? That's like one of the things I do in my plotter is keep a list of tasks that I can check off and it's just kind of these great visual cues, um, you know, list making, things like that. So lots of posts like that over at Analog Office. Go check them out. Um, and uh, you can follow them at analogoffice.net. And uh, I think you will uh, enjoy what you read over there. So thank you, Anna, for making a great blog. All right. Cool. Um, last couple things we'll get to today, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an announcement to make. <laughs> Um, it had think it's public ish now. I know I've gotten asked a couple times about it, but um, we've been coordinating over the fat past few months with Carrie, Carrie Yeager, who many of you know from Kenro Industries, but maybe first you knew him as the brains behind Fountain Pen Day, which is the first Friday in November each year. Um, there's Fountain Pen Day. Uh, so this year it's November 3rd, and it's the, where the community kind of gets together, shares a love of fountain pens, and it's become a real, like, um, I, I don't mean this in a, in a negative way, a real promotional thing for, like, stores and things to get behind. They offered big deals and discounts, and it's some shops, like, biggest day of the year, like, bigger than, like, Black Friday and, and other, like, release days and things like that. It's a really big day in our community, and this year I'm actually making a trip to Atlas Stationers to spend the day 
the first Friday in November, Fountain Pen Day, November 3rd. I'll be at Atlas Stationers in Chicago all day, uh, hanging out, uh, you know, just hanging out, seeing everyone in store for Fountain Pen Day. It's going to be really, really fun. You know, I don't, we'll have more details as, you know, we get closer. We're, what, only a month away. I guess uh, from that, so uh, we'll have. I'll share some more details and give some reminders if you're in the area. Maybe you want to travel, uh, <laughs> travel to come hang out at Atlas Stationers on Friday, Fountain Pen Day. But I'm sure it's going to be a great event. Um, it'll be my first time at Atlas, despite being in Chicago many, many times, even twice already this year. Mm. Um, this will be my first time at Atlas Stationers. I'm looking forward to spending the day with them, with Carrie, and celebrating uh, Fountain Pen Day in store. So I look forward to that. It's going to be a new experience for me and one I very, very much look forward to. Very cool. A couple of review items I wanted to discuss because uh, people have a lot of questions about these couple of things. Uh, one I have reviewed, and it's the NFP Design Block 6. So one of the items you'll see in the picture I have on Instagram is this orange box that I use for pen storage. It's a six-pin six uh, storage case that I got from NFP Design at the DC Pen Show. And it's really difficult to review just like a pen storage box like there's only so many things I can say so what I wanted to try to do in the review and kind of follow it up talking about it on the show is trying to relay quality of a storage product that is not in your hand all day like a pen might be or a notebook might be right this is kind of a static item that stores things so it might just sit there for weeks at a time how do you review a product like that and like the ideas that I have about products like pen storage or a storage case. It's not even like a Sinclair case. That's like you might be carrying with you in a bag or a backpack and taking things around. Um, just a, a, a box that sits there. And I think you can relate to this, Mike, is that sometimes when you have a product like that, that's really just kind of an accessory that sits and isn't actively used all the time you can still appreciate it for the design mm. and the construction and the detail yep. and the thoughtfulness that went into every little piece of these things and that's what i get out of a product like this nfp design block it's right? beautiful i love it's, the design of this thing it is so well made it's hard to relay that in words it's like one of those things you kind of like a pen that you might see online and you don't know how it fits for you. You might go to a pen show and, you know, get to check out these pens and say, oh, this is for me. This is not for me. It fits me well. But like for a, a box, like a storage box, mm-hmm. like you kind of have to feel that in person too. Like I get that. So it's kind of hard to describe. But I was so impressed with just like, when you have that that nice of fit and finish in a product, like I can't help but like rave about it. So I, of course, raved about it in my review. You can go check that out. That's what I did this week. Um, super nice people. I got to meet uh, part of the family that uh, is that started this company, and um, you know had some a great conversation with them through a translator because they're from Turkey. So I, I was actually brought over 
with a translator to talk to them. And they were just so passionate about what they made and had some really cool conversations with them. So I just, I just wanted to give it a shout out that I really like this product. And Mm -hmm. even though it's like super hard to explain why in a review, right? Like there's only so many things I can say about it, but I felt compelled enough that it was such good quality that I wanted to share it. So, and I think a lot of other people who got these at the DC pen show and have been reviewing them are equally as impressed with, with the product. So that review is in the books. The next one, Mike, is going to be reviewed probably at least a month from now because it's going to take some time for me to figure out what to say about the Platinum Chokuro ink, which I finally got. So this is the blackest black ink, right, that we talked about mm-hmm. before that it was it came out earlier this year. This is Platinum's idea of making the blackest ink that you can use in a fountain pen even though Platinum themselves admitted that it's very intense on your fountain pen. You know, the, the, it could be not damaging, but when a product sells you a cleaning solution with the product, <laughs> they're making <laughs> a certain statement. kind of telling you statement. something, right? Like, yeah. they're making a statement there. <laughs> they're making a statement. They're drawing a line in the sand. It's like, hey, we made this ink. It's really cool. You can use it with fountain pens. By the way, here's some but. distilled water. <laughs> here's some distilled water and a pamphlet on how to clean this. So, hey, they've for gone- no real reason, <laughs> like it's not important why, but you're going to need this too. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to do with this, and there's been plenty of reviews on on this ink already, and I finally just got mine. They they started selling the bottles individually, um, without the like the cleaning kit part of it. Um, I know I know what I'm getting into with this, but that is kind of the core of what I want to review. Is I want to tell people what my experience is like and whether like they just need to write this off completely or how they can use this ink specifically, or is it completely fine to just use and go for it? So I inked it up yesterday. I took, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. I took your advice, Mike. Hmm. I use the Twisby go as an ink tester. So I have inked up the Twisby go with a platinum Chukuro. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very smart idea uh, by you. Because with this ink, I, w- I want to see if it damages the pen, like straight up. I want to see, like I'm expecting to break things when I do this yep. ink review and maybe I won't. And that'll be a great part of the review, right? That'll be like spectacular. It's like if we get through like, a, say like a month, I don't know exactly the time frame I'm going to keep this inked up, but uh, at least a month and, you know, see what happens. Because a lot of people have a lot of questions about this ink. Hmm. And are they going to be able to use it? Is it going to beat like some of the other great black waterproof inks? One of which is Platinum's already. You know, the Platinum Carbon Black is one of the great inks of all time. And is this going to be the same as that? Better than that? I don't know. So I want to get a look at it. Um, it's very weird so far. I've already kind of played around with it some on stream. I put a big splotch on paper, partly because I spilled a little bit of it. Shocking. Um, but I was I spilled it on paper, then spread it around with my um, Kakamori dip nib and just made like this big ink splotch. And I'll put this up on Instagram later too. When it dries, it almost looks like you could peel it off like it's a sticker. 
Like it has this weird, almost like texture, mm. but it's not raised or anything. It's just like this weird matte texture that it feels like if I started picking at the edge of the black ink, like I could peel up the whole thing, but obviously you can't. Um, it's really weird. It's really interesting. So far, so good one day into this test, but you will hear more about this from me down the line. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't put this in any pen. I just would not yeah. do this. this I, I don't understand what the upside is, to be honest. This sounds like like too much too much risk yeah. for me. I'm sure I will be like overly dramatic when I when I review this and decide to type it up like the like the the intro will be like do not use this ink, right? And then we'll go into like the whole thing of okay, maybe you could use it here and there. Things like that. So I'm going to ink it in one more pen. I'm going to ink it in a converter pen to see if it stains the converter. So like that's my main thing. I'm worried about staining and clogging, right? This is an aggressive ink. Mm. But I don't know, maybe it works. So um yeah, after 24 hours, it I picked it straight up and started writing. I purposely used an extra fine nib because I think that would be like the toughest like nib for this to to use this ink with, right? Because it's like you have a little bit of a smaller uh smaller point to write from, not as much ink flow. So is yeah. it going to clog? Is it going to work? So I, I have a lot of work to do before I decide to review this pen. This isn't like Hey, you got a new platinum, uh, a new pilot of Roshizuku ink. Like I could ink that up in a pen and write a review about it tomorrow, right? But this one is going to take some time to get some some thoughts, check out the performance, things like that. So um, it's interesting, that's for sure. I just don't know that it's going to be necessary. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This we just, we have so many options. Like you, this is like just a small. I'm not this really is sure a why very this product niche. exists. Like this, this to me, it feels like a product made for Instagram or something. Like, I can't yeah. put my finger on it. It's like, why would you do this? Like, I don't... Yeah. Other than, like... Speaking... You just, it's, what is it? Like, like thing, like, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Like, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Just, and and the, the reason I feel this way is because of, like, them including the cleaning solution and stuff. Like, they're, mm -hmm. they're not... They, they are unwilling, at least, to say to you, this is okay. And so, yes. like, that is what makes me feel a bit nervous about it. Yep. Yep. Which makes it a great product to review. Yeah. That, yeah like, actually. we're all talking about this product, right? Like, this is a marketing product, right? Yep. Like, yep. the box, like, it's just a little small box. It's sick. Like, it looks so good. Like, yeah. this is, like, yeah. it's so Instagrammable, right? Like, um, but after I go through this, am I ever going to use it again? I mean instantly like my first reaction is no like i will never use this ink but i don't know maybe my mind could be changed because i we have options like for hardcore pen users like the people who listen to this show you already know that you love platinum um carbon black or sailor uh, uh Guru or nano black um you know those types of things for your permanent waterproof black inks is like why do i need something this aggressive in one of my pens and why am i limiting myself to using a certain pen with this so yeah we'll see it's a it's a great review product i will say that though so i've already gotten a lot a uh, lot out of it for that i look forward to the four of you yep I'm putting that thing for his paces we'll see all right, if you want to catch the show notes for this week's episode, there's a lot in there that you want to see. You want to go to Brad's Instagram, see all the images that he's been talking about. You want to go watch the desk tour and also see the links to the Fountain Pen Day event, the NFP design block, all that cool stuff. You want to head over to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 584, but they should also be in your podcast app of choice. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet and to Retro51 for their support of this episode and help making it happen. But most of all, thank you for listening. If you want to find Brad, 
Brad in the meantime, before next week, go to penaddict.com, go to spokedesign.com, go to twitch.tv slash penaddict, go to penaddict on Instagram and Mastodon and threads and all that fun stuff. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. You can also find my work at cortexbrand.com and my podcast is here on Relay FM. Until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>